Christmas is better with children. They are pure energy and anticipation. They ask when they'll get to eat the food that we only prepare at this time of year for them. They prompt us to update the Advent calendar and light the Advent wreath and read the weekly prayer. They remind us of the games we always play, the movies we always watch, the music we always listen to. They are enchanted and awed by light displays and thematic wonderlands created in homes and neighborhoods and shopping districts. They ask questions, lots of them, about Santa and elves and reindeer. They act out the story of Jesus' birth in nativity plays all over the city, embodying Mary and Joseph, shepherds and wise men. There is something in their excitement, their wonder, their anticipation for treats and presents that summons a corresponding joy in those of us who witness them. Whether we still have children living in our homes or get to appreciate them in our extended families or here at church, Christmas is better with children. Children help put us back in touch with our own wonder. We're reminded of the beloved traditions of our own childhood, the memories of being among family and loved ones, the sharing of big, wonderful meals gathered around one table. We yearn to find that innocent joy again. We long to step through the looking glass laying our cares and concerns aside and luxuriating in the beauty and celebration of the season. We remember our childlike awe and excitement, and we miss those intense feelings of anticipation and wonder. But it's harder for us, isn't it? Because we know the pain and hardship of the world. Wars and indiscriminate violence and natural disasters. People and groups so focused on acquiring and hoarding power and money that they're willing to jettison common decency and fair play, climbing upon the backs of their neighbors and tearing others down to build themselves up. And we know fear. Fear for all the reasons that I've just listed and fear for the safety and health and well-being of ourselves and the people that we love. We envy our children who blessedly do not yet carry these burdens. It might be helpful for us to be reminded that our struggles today are really no different than in earlier times. I've been reading one of Madeline Langle's books that reflects on her life through the 1960s and into the early 70s. And if you didn't know better, you would think its setting was today. Even as she speaks to the action and presence of God that is revealed in her days and in her relationships, she worries about the same things we worry about today. There are debates about what children should be reading in school a concern about the increasing incivility in communities, knee-jerk name-calling of people with whom you disagree, communists being the favorite insult of her day, 
an existential concern about the fate of the world amid tensions with mm -hmm, Russia and China, a lament over the increased pace of life. It appears that the more things change, the more they stay the same. The world Jesus was born into was also full of problems and turmoil. The weight of Roman occupation weighed heavily on God's people. And that lingering trauma of the Babylonian exile made it difficult for the people to have hope. And every Christmas since that very first one has happened in the shadow of war and uncertainty and threat. There has never been a perfect Christmas. Jesus is always born into a world that is fearful and anxious. In the stories that we hear as we journey toward today, God's first words to each person through his messengers, the angels, has been, do not be afraid. They were Gabriel's first words to Zechariah when he announced that Elizabeth would bear a child in her old age. They were his first words to Mary when he told her that she, though not yet married, would be with child through the power of the Holy Spirit. And they were the first words to Joseph in his dream, reassuring him that Mary's situation was part of God's plan, and he should not fear taking her as his wife. And so it is that tonight, in glorious splendor and light, an angel appears to shepherds tending their flock on a hillside and greets them with, do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. So perhaps God's message to us this night is to be like the shepherds. They knew so little, but their hope was so strong. With only this announcement to go on, they left their responsibilities and overcame their own fears and went with haste to see this babe in a manger. This is the faith of Christmas. To hear good news and then run to meet it. Yes, Christmas is better with children. Perhaps this Christmas we can become like children again. Perhaps we can become childlike in our wonder when we ponder that God comes as a babe in a manger. God comes as one of us that we might be recon reconciled to him once for all. The hope of Christmas is a person and a tiny person at that. This tiny person born in Bethlehem is the reason we no longer have to be afraid. Let us together run to look for the child and worship. May God fill your hearts with his love and wonder 
overcoming any fears that you may be carrying, that tonight, in awe and joy, you might run to accept this precious gift. Amen.